Hello and welcome everyone to the Key to Licensing One Simple Idea, simplifying licensing for inventors, product developers, and idea people. If you are here looking to learn about how to get your product to market through the route of licensing, you are in the right place. Stay tuned and make sure to join the others who are on their licensing journey. Welcome to another InventRight podcast. I am Sylvia Pomazak, your host for today, InventRight alumni and advisor. And today I am joined by Arlita, who is one of our InventRight coaches. Welcome, Arlita. I am excited to have you on the show today. Hi, Sylvia. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So let's kind of get started with us getting to know a little bit about you. So tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, a, b- a brief background and, um, you know, when you lead up to when you became part of um, InventRight as a student. Yep, you bet. So, um, well, I... I went to college. I have a BA from the University of Louisville and an MBA from the University of Georgia. And I've been in corporate jobs most of my life. So most of the time I've been a technical writer and a business analyst. But um, I was also trying to do things on the side all the time. Like I wrote a book. I started a publishing company. I started an Amazon site and all these things. But I never really, (laughs) I didn't have much success with the side stuff. So Um, But I always had this urge to do something more than my regular job. And a few years ago, I got laid off. And it was just a great opportunity to do something different. So Mm -hmm. I planned on maybe going a couple more years and then doing something. But I thought, okay, (laughs) I guess I'll do it now. Awesome. So then how did you find out about uh, licensing? How did you hear Mm -hmm. about what licensing was? or learn about it, what brought you to licensing? So it's interesting because, you know, I have this MBA and I, I mean, I, I've heard, I had heard of licensing, but I still didn't really understand how to do it. And I didn't think about it for the ideas that I had. So, And when somehow, you were in your, sorry to cut you off, when you were in yeah. your MBA, were they teaching you? Did they talk about licensing? Did they, were they, te- did they teach it at all? I don't remember them teaching it at all. We did have... So this was about, um, it was about eight years ago, and mm-hmm. we were doing like mini Shark Tank yeah. competitions and stuff. Um, so it was still more about what a lot of people think, you know, get your idea patented and then, yeah. but not really the licensing part. Mm-hmm. So. I think that I find, I think that that's probably a big thing that's missing in a lot of. I think so too universities, schools, in what is being taught is everyone is so very focused on the venture business model, uh, go the patent route, get your idea out there, start up a business. And I understand, you know, as far as the economics, you're building, you're trying to build a business and get uh, employees and make jobs, etc., which is really great. But there's still you can still do that even the licensing route or the licensing business model that still sp- supports economy you know it's you can and not everyone necessarily is meant to or even wants to start their own business yes. and Very manage employees true, yeah. right and so but the only thing that is really taught out there 
in our schools and universities and, you know, is just more venturing, starting a business. Right. And when you're working and, you know, most of us have to work, Mm -hmm. um, stop and start a business, um, I mean, some people can, but it just depends on your situation. But just because you have other obligations doesn't mean that the urge goes away to do something else. So licensing is much better, especially if you're on your own. You know, like if you don't have a group of people you can partner with to start a business and you're on your own, I mean, and you're already working, it's really, really, really hard. Yes. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. Okay, so going back to you – with the licensing, how you learned about it and find, found out about licensing, you tapped into it or learned yeah. a little bit about it in, in the MBA, but it wasn't really taught. So then where did you, how did you move, move further? So I found myself, I actually don't remember. I started looking at stuff about inventing. I don't remember why this is maybe three or four years ago. But I ended up at the library. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do that I really, really wanted to do now that I've had this time to think, right? So, and then I ran across Stephen's book in the library. I brought a bunch of other books home too. Um, but um, One Simple Idea, right? And I read it. And then the big light bulb went off for real in my head. <laughs> and I was like, this is what I want to do when I grow up. Or, you know, for the rest of my life or however you want to say it. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not growing up yet. Yeah, none of us are. None of us are. None of us that work at InventWrite are grown up yet. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was like, now because I have all these ideas, they don't go together. You know, there's some are for kitchens, some are for, you know, novelty. Some they just don't go together at all. Like no one was going to hire me to work on all these things that make no sense together. But when I found licensing, I was like, I can do all of this, and Mm -hmm. I can do it myself, and I can do as much as I want and whenever I want, and no one cares that they all don't go together. Right. So. So you so read the book. I read the book, and then I I, I looked up InventRide, and I realized that the problem that I've always had trying to do all these things over the years is that I didn't get coached. I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have anybody help me. Mm-hmm. And I thought – most successful people, I mean, actually, I can't think of anyone who says this is not true. So all the successful people I've studied have had a coach of some I agree. sort. Yeah, yeah, I think there's actually studies that, that have been done. Okay. Every All the books that I've ever read about success mm-hmm. or individuals who are successful, um, all the studies that have been done as well, always discuss and talk about the importance of um, being accountable to somebody or having a mentor, having a coach, having a mentor to be there with you along the way, helping you. It just, it's somebody to stay not only accountable for, but it's also having somebody see things from a different perspective than you might, you know, like you might be walking through or have blinders on, or you might only know based on your own personal experience that you've gone through. But then when somebody else comes in and is able to really either challenge, question, or, you know, come up with more questions, even for you to start thinking about, it really, I agree. I mean, it's just a fact. It's it's an actual fact uh, yeah. that, that 
those who have been and are successful do not really do it on their own. And even if they say that they have or, um, or think that they have, at the end of the day, when you really look back, they most, they most likely still had someone or somewhere yeah. that has actually helped them. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So, and, you know, I, I had gone, I've been through a lot of school, you know, I have me too. Too <laughs> from Cornell. I was all stuff, and I'm like, I've spent all this money on school. Do I really want to pay for coaching? This is like, but I thought yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew I needed to do it, so that's so I signed up, and and David was my coach, and I would talk to him every week, mm-hmm. no matter what, almost all almost every time, and that was really super helpful. You know, I, being accountable and being on the, the consistent timeline like that, it was really hard for me to keep up, but I usually made it. <laughs> I usually got done what I thought I would, but sometimes it was at the end of the day on Friday, all lumped together, but I still got it done. And I wouldn't have gotten it done if I didn't have him waiting for me Monday morning, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what I tell a lot of individuals who are either starting out as students or thinking about becoming students and working with with their coach is... I almost make it like a mandatory thing where you need to talk with your coach every single week, even if you have nothing to talk about or you're not, you're not prepared, or maybe you didn't do your homework or you may not, whatever, but still get on a call with them, stay consistent with them because that element is so important uh, when you're going through this process. And so having a phone call every single week, scheduled and you actually you know whether it's 15 minutes or 30 minutes long however checking in with your coach every single week and again it goes back to what studies have shown and what has indicated to be you know that has led to uh, individual success is that element of accountability so Mm -hmm. because it is hard for a lot of individuals just to stay accountable to themselves on a daily basis and so having somebody else to actually have to check into is it can be really important so i did the same thing i actually did the same thing i was on a call with my coach every single and my coach was david as well and Mm -hmm. uh and a lot of people may not necessarily know. Some people think that we've been, you know, there have been nine coaches or this all along, but it actually didn't start that way. So when I started, then I was working with David and then it grew to, and it, we had more coaches come on board, but both of us worked with David and we both spoke with him every single week. So, every week. yep, every single week. So how did it, how did you go from, being a student to then becoming and transitioning to becoming one of our coaches? Mm-hmm. Well, I think a lot of us wonder what it would be like to be a coach when we're going through the program uh-huh. and things really cool and you get to hear all these ideas every day and, and just be in your own element, you know, with these people who understand the way you think and, and what drives you. And it's a really unique community. So I I went through coaching and toward the end of it, I, I got a licensing deal. And when that was done, when it was signed, I did a webinar for the students, but I wasn't a coach yet. Mm-hmm. And 
I found that I really enjoyed that. And so, um, I listened to your webinar, by the way. I love oh, it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it For was, those of you out there who haven't listened to our free webinars that we have on inventright.com, go to them and try and listen to all the webinars that we have because they're just so fun and inspirational and motivational. That's what I mean, that's what I just completely drew me in. I remember mm. hearing David's webinar and thinking to myself, I'm going to be that. I'm going to do yeah. that. I am going to be on a webinar. Uh, I'm going to be a, yeah. an InventRight webinar. And I would, I would prepare for it. Oh, my gosh, Arlita. I would be driving in the car, and I would just have my phone up, to, and I would be I would literally be pretending like I was doing my Invent Right webinar. And as crazy as it seems, or like, yeah, yeah, visualization, right, exactly. And just acting as if, and I would do that. Mm -hmm. I would just do that to help me believe. And, uh, and so, um, so yes, loved your webinar, had to, had to listen to it too. So that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I love the webinars too. I mean, I still listen to them. I, I, I've hardly missed any ever. Yeah. And, and they're just, they're, there's such a nice variety to the content and they're, they're fun yeah. and education. So. Exactly. And even the webinars that we have for our students just in our program, the amount of like the golden nuggets and the uh, mm -hmm. things that our students say and the information and great uh, key points that are brought up every single week. And I love that they're recorded because, yeah, not everybody can necessarily uh, log in or get on a webinar with us every single week. And so, which is why it's so nice that we have that flexibility. We can record it and individuals and students can listen to it on their own time. But um, they're so powerful. I feel like they every are. time I listen to a webinar, I'm, I'm, I got my I have my notepad or my notebook and I got my mm -hmm. pen and pencil ready and I'm like writing things down and I'm just like, Ooh, I like it inspires this. you again every week. It yeah. is. It does. And yep. I freaking love it. So I, love it. I know. So you did the webinar and you decided I want to be a coach. Well, I had, I was talking to, um, Stephen about something else after that and it sort of evolved into talking about coaching I wanted to be one it's funny because well I thought I wanted to be one I have to tell you I really I wasn't a hundred percent sure because I thought it was a really hard job I I, I knew <laughs> how many students people had and how intense it was and yeah. the thought of switching gears from call to call and keeping all straight I, I was a little nervous about it but um, but it's really, but I thought there's no better place to be for our community. There's, this is the community. Like there's no better place I'd rather be. There's nowhere. So yeah. like, yeah, I want to be a coach, you know? Right. So, um, and it worked out and it really is, it's, well, it's better than I thought because like I said, I get to hear everyone's cool ideas. I get to meet people from around the world and help them. And, you know, <laughs> Every time I have a failure or a setback, it makes me better able to help them. So there's, it's really easier for me to see the bright side of everything, even yeah. when things are not going my way. Yeah, that's wonderful. I love, yeah. I love that. And the constant message that I hear a lot from our coaches 
is just this desire to help and be of service mm -hmm. to others and teach them. And, um, and that's really what it comes down to. And that's what really what we're all about. And I love how you said that we are the community. Um, yeah, right. We, we are it. Uh, there's not many or if any, or anyone else really out there that is, uh, driving this community and both Stephen yeah, and like Andrew this. are such advocates. I mean, they're, you know, they've gone from, uh, yes, our co-founders, but really more advocates for inventors, mm -hmm. product developers, and just showing such tremendous leadership. And um, uh, I think that I know that us at InventRight and personally myself are really grateful and appreciative of that, but then also all the individuals out there that might not know that they're doing these things, that they might not know that how they're really leading, you know, the efforts and mm -hmm. advocating for product developers and inventors and licensing. And, and, and so, um, so yeah, we are definitely the community. So it's, it's nice to be part of that. Well, what do you find are some of the challenges that you see your students facing a lot? Well, one thing I see a lot is that, so we have this system that we teach everyone. So we have better ways to do things and not so good ways to do things. And sometimes people get caught up in trying to be too perfect or they're overthinking. Yeah. And we have so much content that some people try to internalize all of it and then they get paralyzed. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> when that happens, that's another reason it's important to talk to your coach because sometimes people get overwhelmed and then they won't have the call. And it's yeah. like, I'm here to get you through that. Like, all you need is the next step. So just have your call and let us guide you through step by step. Yeah. So you want to do well. You want good sales material. You know, you want a good design in your product, but it doesn't have to be perfect. It exactly. just has to be good enough. Yeah. The perfectionistic tendencies, the uh, tendency to overanalyze things mm -hmm. and to think, uh, just constantly think more than instead of actually doing uh, the work and almost allowing yourself to be vulnerable because a lot of that procrastination or a lot of mm -hmm. the overanalyzing is really based on fear. It's oh, really, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's really all very fear based of. Um, not wanting to know or this need to know or this need to uh, m mitigate the hurt or the pain or the risk that you're taking on <laughs> and that really prevents you from just uh, stepping out there um, and really uh, allowing yourself to be vulnerable <laughs> and as I was yeah. talking about with Scott before on, a, on our when I was talking with Scott on, a pod, on our podcast, we were talking a lot about vulnerability. And so, yeah, I think that perfectionistic, that um, over, over analysis with the amount of information that we do provide and that we do have can sometimes be uh, paralyzing. And that's a great word that you used. Sometimes mm -hmm. when I go to, I mean, it happens to me when I go to the grocery store and it's just too much. There's too much stuff. And so I think, that's why I shop at I think, Costco. 
Yeah, I hate grocery shopping. Or I go to Kroger and Publix. I'm so overwhelmed. I cannot decide. I'm serious. Exactly. Exactly. It's there's too much. Okay, we're a little out of control in our in this world or in this country with the grocery stores and the magnitude of options. I mean, honestly, do we need 50 ketchups? Do we need all this stuff? Well, we're the ones licensing. Yes, we do. If we're licensing, yeah. If you're licensing, we need. Yes, we do. Right. And that's exactly it. There's the, uh, the contrast. It's just like, do we need all this stuff? Well, we're, we're trying to license. (laughs) So yes, we do. Right. But it's like, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So making a list or keeping things, uh, keeping things more simple. And I think that that's what some of the, the, what that's what the 10 steps are about is really kind of also trying to simplify things and like before I got before I signed up for coaching I think that was really what was happening with me I have no trouble researching asking advice reading books but then when you don't have a coach it's or you know a group or something it's like what do I do next I have because everybody doesn't tell you the same thing to do so it's not like there's one path so it's overwhelming yes I agree I am 100% in agreement of that. Well, what would be one key suggestion or recommendation um, that you have about the licensing process uh, and what would that be and why? So the short version would be take action and don't stop trying. So longer version is... (laughs) realize that it's a long game but when you're perseverant and focused then that's what's going to set you apart and you'll be successful we don't know exactly when but that's what sets you apart there's a certain amount of grit i did this webinar called grit and tenacity because that's really what it takes there's a point where you you might get success early but usually you're going to hit a point where it gets very it gets it's longer than you expect and you have to keep pushing through Mm -hmm. and that's what really will set apart the successful from the wannabes I guess you could call yeah oh I love that that's absolutely right and I um I love that that key is uh that's a great key (laughs) it is a long game it is it is a long game never give up you never can't. give up don't stop don't That's stop not as much pain as there i mean yes yeah <laughs> sometimes yeah there might be pain there's going to be pain there's going to be happy there's going to be you know excited there's going to be all these emotions and feelings and experiences okay. and just yeah you just don't give up you just never give up so that's a i love that key Well, I want to uh, thank you, Arlita, for being a guest on our show today. And uh, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. And I would love to have you back again, of course, on our podcast. So, oh, yeah, you'll definitely be back. I think that's one thing. I love talking to our coaches. I'll also be talking to our students eventually and individuals that have licensed products and just really sharing our stories, really, really just getting deep into our real 
stories and um, talking about what this looks like and what it's about. And because um, it, it's not perfection and it's not, um, it, sometimes people just kind of see on the surface and don't get truly down to um, the kind of down to the real stories behind and the real experiences behind what things look like or Absolutely. what things happen. So I would love to have you again back on our show. And uh, I want to thank also everyone out there who is listening. If you've liked this show, please go to iTunes and uh, subscribe, give us a review and, and tune in next time also for another Invent Right podcast. Thank you so much, and until uh, next time.